Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And welcome to New York Talk. This is the Rodham United Podcast. Thank you for joining us. Um, things didn't exactly go to plan on Tuesday night. Um, but we got out with a point in a clean sheet. It's not the end of the world. We'll cover some decent performances, an amazing performance, and some below-par performances from Tuesday night. We're also going to look ahead to the biggest game of the season so far um, and could be end up being the biggest game of the season uh, when it ends. So... That's MK Don's coming up on Saturday. We have Michael with us. Hi, Michael. Hello. Uh, Danny ogden is with us. Thank you for joining us, Danny. Hello, everybody. How are we doing? All right. And we have Lewis Holden back with us. Thanks for joining us, Lewis. No, thanks, lads. Thanks for coming back. Thank you, Al. We'll get through all your comments in a moment. First thing I want to mention is this month we are going to dedicate to doing a bit of fundraising. We talked on last last episode about the issues in Ukraine. And I said something along the lines of what can we do other than just, you know, wishes and prayers and things like that. So what we thought we'd do is try and raise a bit of money for the Red Cross, the UK Red Cross appeal. Um, we're doing a few little bit of bits and bobs this month. We have set as a fundraising page just given, which will be on our Twitter page, as pin tweet when you're listening to this. Um, and anything you can give, we will... It will be a, it'd be amazing. You, you, you can't watch the news at the minute without it being horrible. So I thought we wanted to help any little little way we can. I know it's not going to you know make that much difference, but anything you can do to help would be amazing. I'm trying to convince Mick to do one or two things. Um, one of two or two. One thing, which I haven't grand past Danny or anybody else yet, but we will uh, come by that as 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 and when. Um, I hope it doesn't involve shaving anything. You haven't got any hair. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'll shave my head. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, anything you could do. We're not going to spend too much on excited. This this, this podcast is all about sort of getting away from the horrible side of things. Um, but we wanted to do our little bit if we can. And I hope everybody can support us. I, I, if you can, brilliant. If you can't, share it share it far, far and wide. Let's, see, let's raise as much money as we possibly can um, for this great, what is, I think it's a great cause. Anything else? Anybody, anybody want to add on top of that? No, nothing for me. No. no. Cool. And Danny? 
Yes. Um, as you say, this month we are doing quite a bit of fundraising. Um, obviously, the stuff that's happening in Ukraine is the big one at the minute <clears throat> because it's affecting virtually millions of people. Um, but Rotherham's got one that's close to home this month and it's the Give the Hospice a Hand event, which uh, the club's trying to get the sponsors to get 6,000 pairs of red gloves for us all to wear at the Shrewsbury game uh, on the 19th of March. Um, I'm involved with that and it's uh, the brainchild of John Brecken, kindly supported by Tony Stewart. And so if anyone can bring your red gloves out so we all get the red gloves on, donate a little bit of money to the hospice, it would be a massive help for them as well. So, yeah, that's my little bit. Well, some good, some, some good gestures to start the show with. That's, that's what we like. Um, so I hope everybody's well. We've got loads of comments. The Grunders with us, Gav and Scott and Steve are with us. Uh, YouTube user John Hinchliff's with us. Powerbad UK, there's loads of you with us already. Thank you all for joining us. Uh, let me hide the comment that I've got on the page because it's going to do me head in. Um, so a disaster on Tuesday, Mick. Um, nil nil away at Shrewsbury Town. Um, yeah, it was not. Let's talk about the performance first of all before we talk about the knock on effects and the league tables and blah blah blah. Certainly, the second half was one of the worst performances this season. Um, from 10 of the players, one player had an outstanding second half, but as a team performance, it was strangely below par. Paul once talked about illnesses potentially affecting that, but it was strange how poor the performance was in that second half, particularly. Mate, I'm disgusted, and I'll be honest with you. I, 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 I don't know how Warnie can hold his head up after that. It's just, an, it's just an embarrassment, as somebody pointed out on social media. I just, I, I think I'm going to go and support another team. It's just outrageous that they put a performance like that in, you know, and 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 not even come away with a five goal victory. It's just outrageous, man. Absolutely outrageous. Disgraceful. <laughs> oh, come on. You know, it were, it were a poor performance, weren't it? Particularly second half, as you say. It were probably overall the worst performance of the season. Um, but no biggie, is it? I think we're still 10 points clear of third. I think we're still are we six, six or nine points clear of second. I know they've got a, seven points, seven. Isn't it? And they've got a game yes. in hand. I mean, it's just, you know, it's tough, isn't it? It's tough being a Rotherham fan. You know, this roller coaster that we're not on. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I, yeah. I, uh, I spoke to a MK Don's podcast for Saturday's game and I said this football scene is meant to be like a roller coaster, but this season hasn't been a roller coaster. That's, I think that's why this sort of people have hit sort of maybe hit them a bit more because this season has been mostly sailing, playing sailing, Lewis. And oh, it was just a bump in the road, I suppose. Yeah, it's quite it's quite weird for it to be playing sailing for us, isn't it? Really, um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, like you say, it's just it's just a rare a rare bad performance. I thought we were quite good at the first half an hour mm. without having causing them too many problems. We had one or two half chances from what I remember, but yeah, apart from that, they were fully better side. But we can we can let them off for that for just one game, can't we? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> when we when, and it's been coming a little bit, Danny. The Tuesday was was below par, but we've not been brilliant for a little while. And I'm sort of hoping this is the bottom of the ditch of performances, and we're, we're back up on the on the former performance. Where we drew it, it's not in the world. Um, but hopefully, bear in mind those other factors. Uh, hopefully, we can get back up and back step up performances a little bit starting Saturday. 
Yeah, um, like you say, there were other factors in Tuesday. Like there's an illness in the camp. Um, <clears throat> I think one player is missing Saturday because of said illness. Um, we had Barlasser out, which was for a very, very justified reason because he's just had a baby. So mm. congratulations to Dan and Jade and I hope everything's well with everybody. Um, but he should be back Saturday, so he'll be playing for his lad now, which even more... <laughs> he'll be tired. Barlasser. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, but I think we missed Barlasser on Tuesday. We missed his distribution. Mm. Um, first half wasn't too bad, but I have to admit, second half, they absolutely clapped us, didn't they? My mm. days. I, honestly, I've said this in the vlog, if you haven't watched it, go and watch it, but they absolutely battered us that second half. It were a miracle they didn't score. Like they had one chance that hit the post and then bounced off their player and came to Vickers. And I, I was just looking around, everyone's mouths were just on the floor, like, how have we not conceded there? But, you know, that's that's one of them games where we've got a bit of luck and we've stopped them conceding. Even their manager said other teams would have conceded from that and they haven't. And mm. just have the opposition manager say, yeah, they're going to go up. They actually played well against us. It's like, did we? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, it's not it's not end at world. Some people's reactions on social media were like, um, the Russians were coming after us, but <laughs> it was, it's not end at world. We've drawn a game. We're still unbeaten, unlike the neighbours from S6, who seem to have imploded at the fact they've won more points than us in the last eight games. <laughs> Again, look at my Twitter and have a look at that, because that's funny. Um yeah, but the reality check is some teams will hit us with stick this season, and that's what Shrewsbury mm. did that second half. But we've come through it relatively unscathed, but we can dust the sense down and gone and go, right, we need to improve Saturday. And I think that's what we will do, to be honest. We'll have a look, yeah. a look at ourselves and go, what went wrong? Right, that's what went wrong. Build on that. Off we go. Mm. Yeah. There was an overreaction on social media from from a couple of people. Um, it's just, yeah, it's just the way. So, I mean, you've got, people think, oh, you're not allowed to criticise the team. We absolutely are. We have worse. We are the first ones to criticise as we as we've just done. Uh, but it's the stuff. People are saying it's embarrassing and things like that. I mean, a point away from home against anybody is decent. Anybody in the league. Um, yeah, it was the performance was wasn't very good, but we still got a point out of the game. So. Just chill. <laughs> um, I think in in hindsight, and again, with the, this is affected by Barlas having a kid and a few injuries, make there were too many changes. Five changes at the start. This clearly wasn't Paul Warren's choice, but it was too many changes, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It was, and that that proved to be the case. Today, we looked disjointed. We looked like a Papa John's team. You know, very similar to mm. the some of the performances we've seen in that in that. Um, in that uh, competition, so yeah, look, it, it, every team's going to have a bad performance, aren't they? Every team has got a bad performance in them, particularly at this level. Um, and we're still going to concede, so you know, he had to make the changes by the sounds of it, yeah, uh, with, with the illness and everything else in the camp. Uh, he's you know, his hands were tied. Um, I think Paul Warren's got enough credit in the bank now. To be trusted to pick the correct team, you know, for the games mm. that we're playing, um, he's, he's proved uh, in absolutely no uncertain terms that he's more than capable of, of doing the job. So we, as fans, have to trust him. Yeah, we can be critical of the performance. I don't think we can be critical realistically of the of the selection. You know, he's he's, he's done what he's mm. had to do. Um, yeah. 
But you, again, you can only be critical up to a point, can't you? Because it's not a team that's played together regularly. I accept that they train regularly and everything else, but you know, playing in a game in a match situation is is um, is different altogether. And, and you look at, and, and I don't know whether this is right. I've, I've read it somewhere. I've not actually checked it out myself. But if you look at the goals conceded table for League One, I think it goes Rotherham, Wigan, Shrewsbury. I might be wrong. I'm not sure. Um, or goals conceded at home. Um, so you know, they're, they're, nobody's mugs. Nobody is in this league, are they? No. Um, but yeah, we sh- we still should have won. But <laughs> I don't get out of bed about yeah. it. Um. Donald Lunders says the worn out brigade are ridiculous. Now I didn't see any worn outers on Tuesday. No, and I can, on. I can only assume they were looking for they were fishing for bites. Because if you were if you um if you think Paul Warren should be sacked, then uh, you've got problems, I'm afraid. You're right. Uh, that's, that makes shows we've only conceded sixteen at home. Yeah. So <laughs> straight away that tells you that they're going to be a tough team to break down. As so it mm. proved. You know, yeah. um, and they looked very, very dangerous going for, going forward as well, didn't we they? Did, yeah. Particularly in that second half. Yeah, uh, as Daniel Scott points out, yeah, four points from four in four days from two long away days is not to be sniffed at from two tough teams. Yeah, exactly mm. right. One of the one of the good stories, though, Lewis um, Angus McDonald, his first start since since Cardiff last year, um, and. For as much as there were problems further forward, I thought Angus was extremely solid. They barely put a foot wrong. Obviously, a bit rusty at times, but he's he's nearly there. He's nearly back to where he were. Yeah, yeah. If you didn't know context around, you thought he'd be playing all season the way he, yeah. he just slotted mm-hmm. right in there, like he'd been been there all season. I thought, barring barring the obvious candidate for Van Match, I thought he were a, mm. a good second the second shout. I thought he were excellent considering his lack of game time. I thought. He, didn't make no mistakes or anything. They were just short on ball. So I thought they were really good. I was really impressed with him. Mm. Yeah. He's good. If he get him fit again, which is obviously where we nearly are, he's going to be such an important player for us in his last 10 games. And wherever we are next season, probably championship, he's going to be such a key player for us again. He's a championship defender. Let's, let's, get, let's be right. He is a championship mm. defender. Um, and it's, it's, it's a strange thing to say, but if he was in the team for more of the season, we might even have a better defensive record. Because he definitely improves us, and it, as is already ridiculous. So exactly. <laughs> well, <laughs> yes, we would have considered uh, four away from home, but not five. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's give. Let's go on a positive offensive, Danny. Uh, Josh Vickers once again with a man of the match performance. Um, he is making a very late run to be player of the season because he is just is at the minute he is completely faultless. I saw one Shrewsbury fan put on Twitter he needs to do a drugs test and it's like yeah I'm inclined to agree actually but I, I don't I don't know what Josh Vickers has on his cereal in the morning but he needs to tell us because I want some of it because my god of at last month or well of at last well since start of this year actually he's been unreal absolutely unreal you, it's very rare that you can pick a fault in any of his performances recently Um. And, yeah, he's now a great asset to have. Like, again, <clears throat> not to sound obsessed with our neighbours from S6, but they've been saying, oh, no-one's considered more goals than Peacock Farrell. And it's like, yeah, but he's played 30 games. Josh Vickers has played 16, and he's only one behind him. Yeah. Like, like that's a mad start. Josh Vickers has played 16 times, and he has 11, I think it's 11 clean sheets. 
which I think is like an average of 66%, 66% clean sheets in his appearances, which is insane. Yeah. That's insane for a goalkeeper. Um, and to be honest, if he's in this, this vein of form and he's making unreal saves every game, even when the defence does get a little bit um, rusty, effectively, mm. when the defence gets a little bit rusty with a pass or with uh, a tackle or whatever... It's, very, it's effectively nailed on now that Vickers will save it, you know, unless it's an absolute pearler of a shot, um, which is what we need against MK, really, because they have the highest shots on target in the league. But we've got Josh Vickers. So, and, walk, and, and at the minute, it is really fitting with the song because we are walking in a Vickers wonderland at the minute. <laughs> yeah. He has been sensational. And if he don't win February Player of the Month, it's rigged. Putting that out there right now, it's rigged. Yeah, I can't. I can't see that anybody in this league would has had a better February than Josh Vickers. I just can't. I just can't see it. There's not a striker who scored eight goals in so many games or anything like that. He's just been the best player in the league this month, last month now. Uh, Scott Grundy uh, Vickers is undroppable. Uh, YouTube user, we're very lucky to keep him. I think he's got another year in his contract. I think, um, but I don't think it. Uh, it suits all parties, doesn't it? You know. We, we we brought him in gradually and is now number one. Is you know not going to go anywhere. Don't worry about that one. Don't worry about him. Um, yeah, Mick, clean sheet. Another clean sheet. Uh, clean sheet number twenty, as Danny mentions, because it's going at I think a sixty-seven percent clean sheet ratio. Um, I mean, we're genu- genuinely running out of things to say about this defense because. The, that what, it's, this podcast is quite easy. You know, when we play rubbish and we get beat three 0 or something, like, it's really yeah. deep rubbish. This 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 is improving. It's really difficult to say about Josh Vickers and the defence because I'm not doing anything wrong. Are you coming to me? Are you to say something that we can't say out about? I like I like when you I like when you're positive. So come on. All right. Well, yeah. I mean, he's he's awesome. He's been absolutely awesome. Um, but I, th- I think, as, as, as Steve Grundy's pointed, pointed out there in the uh, in the comments, he's just part of that defensive back line, you know. And and yeah, you can get past Woody or you can get past Icky or Wes Harding or or whatever. But then you still got beat Vickers as well, you know. He's and he is part and parcel of that back line. Um, but on the flip side of that, you know, when when Victor comes in, Victor's exactly the same. Um, so yeah, he's just he's, he's been absolutely outstanding as Josh Vickers. And that 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 sixty eight percent clean sheet stat is just obscene, isn't it? it yeah, it's really gone up one percent every every time we've all mentioned it. It's gone up another percent. Well, whatever. <laughs> it just feels like yeah. it, doesn't it. It's just made another save somewhere. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, we're not even playing. Um, yeah. yeah, it's it's brilliant. It's great. It's it's it's, it's just that that back line as a whole as a unit. Mm. Pretty much whoever slots in there is just immense. It's absolutely immense, um, and, and like the IOC says on Twitter, you know, once if once we get a uh, once we get a defensive coach, ooh, we just we won't concede at all, will we? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, I also want to quick mention here, um, Lewis for Icky. I thought he was solid. I thought against whoever played last Tuesday, Morecambe, he had his worst performance. I think he, he was a little bit like against Plymouth. He wasn't faultless, but he was all right. And I thought Tuesday, I think Tuesday, he was back to his best. Again, not doing anything spectacular, but just solid as a rock. Yeah, I think he's gone under radar this season because he's had mm. one of his maybe stronger season had for us, maybe. Mm. Um, you know, he's had a couple of good good seasons for us, but I think he's he's definitely gone under radar compared to some other players like like we've been speaking about Vickers and 
Smith and uh, I don't know, Wiles and so on. But I think he's, um, he's been really solid, like every other defender we've got <laughs> this season. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. As I mentioned off of Woody, I mean, he didn't score against Shrewsbury, so that's, that's very disappointing. He nearly did, though. Uh, yeah, he nearly did. But Woody, step it up, mate. Come on. No goal. You <laughs> 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 were brilliant again. Um, yeah, um, talk about midfielders and substitutions time. Let's talk that's enough positives for a bit, Danny. Let's talk, let's, let's you know, talk about some negatives. Um, the, the I want to talk about the, the substitutions at half time, and again, I think it's important to know, and I think it's good that Paul wants to come afterwards. And that since there was illness in the camp, the only reason when Rathbone off at half time was that he must be ill or basically on his on his on his backside because he were, I thought he was brilliant first half. And that's contributed a lot, clearly a lot, to our second half performance. Yeah, um, we said in the well, we said on the stand that as he brought Rathbun off, we thought he were amazing that first half. Yeah, and in hindsight, because he's effective, like you say, he's on his backside, he's absolutely exhausted. It's like, yeah, all right, we'll let that one slide. Um, but it's the same with Wiles. So if they're both just fit, just fit, fit enough for forty-five minutes, I hope they get um, well enough again for Saturday. Um, but yeah, mid- midfield wasn't at its best, and I think we can put that down to illness. To be honest, yeah. um, it was very frustrating in real time because it's like, what's going on? Midfield's just gone missing. Mm-hmm. But in hindsight, it's like, yeah, Balas has had his had his kids, so Adolfin came in, Rathbun were gasping, so Wiles came in, uh, Lindsay's <clears throat> come in, and I thought Lindsay's done all right to be honest, because the midfield wasn't up to par. He sort of done the best he can in that situation. Mm. Um, Harding on the right side was okay. Aussie 2-2, again, was steady. Um, but even one has come out in the paper and said he's still not Miller's fit. You know, he's match yeah. fit, but he's not Miller's fit, which is sort of like, that could be why he's been a bit, you know, mm. steady on the left side. But... First half, that was like right. We we could carry on and build from that. It's just that the circumstances permitted that we couldn't, and that's why midfield were a bit rattly. Second half, yeah, yeah, it is. And yeah, the matter one was strange again. You got to put it down to illness, Mick, because I thought I thought bringing Harding off at half time. It's trying to bring cheer when I get that. But Harding Harding was fine. It was wasting two substitutions at half time. But he must not have had another opportunity because we were good in the first half. So the only reason, um, I feel like we were defending Paul Warnier, which I suppose we do sometimes, there was no other reason other than illness and, and fitness to make those two because we were decent. I, I'm going to be a happy clapper, mate. If Warnie thinks that... If, yeah, well, yeah, of course I am. Yeah, I'm well known for that. Um, uh, if Warnie thinks it's the, the right substitutions to make, it's the right substitutions to make. He knows more than any of us about the condition of the players, the way they are, the way that they're feeling, the way that they're performing, what he wants from his team. You know, he, he, he's, he's, he knows what he's doing. So, you know, if it, it was, it, look, it was the right decision to take Rathbone off because he made it based on what he knows about that player, about the rest of the team, about what he wanted and what he expected from them. So if he thought it was the right decision, it was the right decision um, at the time that the decision was made. You know, it may not have proved that way. So be it. That's <laughs> that's life, isn't it? You know. Um, so yeah, it, it is what it is. We didn't lose. You know, uh, we stuck at it. We we battled hard, and we we, we came away with with a point. 
away from home. Mm. So you've got okay. to, you've got to, you've got to be happy with it. You've just got to trust them to make the right decisions, in my view. And I'm not saying don't criticise, but be measured okay. well, in your criticism and have a think about it. Well, I'm going to have measured criticism now on the third substitute. Go on then, um, John London, Matic, pointless. I think she was a substitution, not not Matic himself. Um, <laughs> it's a bit harsh. I, yeah. <laughs> um, I thought bringing Matic on with 12 minutes left, 12 on 78th minute, didn't really make much sense. I mean, if Angus can do 78 minutes, I think he could probably do 90. 12. I might be wrong. I'm, I'm not a fitness expert. I might be wrong, but I, I felt he could have still done that. And I thought you could have brought JJ on for a bit of energy up top to try and keep the ball up top because it just weren't sticking. Smithy and Freddie were having no luck at all, particularly in the second half. There was absolutely no luck. You could have brought Fergie on to give it again a bit, bit more pace and energy on the left-hand side. I didn't really get the Matic substitution. And now we've got a point end, but I felt like we could have been a bit more... Pro I know we were under the cosh, but I just felt like we could have been a bit more proactive in terms of trying to win the game. Uh, Lewis, am I being too harsh? Uh, I, I think you've got a point. Um, like I say, I think with, with 12 minutes to go, McDonald would have probably been all right. We, obviously, we don't know the ins and outs mm. of the squad, do we? But you, you think, like like you're thinking, 78 minutes to 12 minutes, you think it'd be all right, wouldn't you? But mm. um, I, th I think a KOD would have might, might have been a good one for Freddie at some point. Because yeah. neither Freddie or, or Smith were in, in the game. Or, or the centre midfield for that matter, really, in the second mm. half. Um, so, a more of an attacking chain, but I can see why Warren's thinking we're on under the cosh all, all second half. Let's just get out of there with a point and then move on. Um, mm. So, I, can, I, can, I get why he's thinking that, but it can be a bit frustrating. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, last thing as a fan, you just want to see attacking substitutes. If, 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 as a fan, I want to see, see three strikers come on. Uh, <laughs> I know that's not going to happen. Um, yeah. But it's, it must be a bit frustrating for that. Danny, we talked about JJ last episode being frustrated, but he can't get up, he can't get minutes up pitching. It's really strange and frustrating as a fan. I was a bit frustrating for him that he just can't for no for his own. It seems he just can't get him pitch. No, he can't. But I, I, I like we said on the last podcast, J, JJ knows the name of the game yeah. this season, and <clears throat> he's made um, the Papa John's Trophy his thing. You know, and his good performances are in there. But I'm going to play devil's advocate on this one. I thought we were better going forward with Matic on the pitch after he came on. <laughs> I, I, I thought we were a lot better on the left-hand side after Matic came on. And we were running the channels, well, especially on that side, a lot better. And some of our chances came from Matic to Aussie and then getting a ball and then going out for a corner. Yeah, I think that's how Woody's chance came about and... Um, possibly the one towards the end of the game as well. So e even though at the time, yes, it made no sense why we brought on another defender when the Shrewsbury are just starting to blow out and we shouldn't throw kitchen sink at it. But like we say, we can understand why he's brought the change on because we, we were under hammer for the whole second yeah. half. Mm -hmm. But for the final 13 minutes, I'll talk about the minute added time in a second, but for the final 13 minutes, <laughs> I thought we were better going forward on the left-hand side with on the pitch. Mm. But this has to be the first time I have ever seen a single minute added at the end of the 90. <laughs> end of 45, yeah, yeah fair enough, because yeah. nothing all happened in first half. But <laughs> at the end of... At the end of the full 90, I have never seen a single minute added unless we're winning 5-0 at Doncaster. That's the only yeah, other time. Yeah. And even, and even yeah. then, I think it was three. So it's like, 
Yeah, again, nothing happened in terms of big injuries or stoppages or anything like that because both teams didn't time waste, which is rare. Mm. Um, but it's like we had Aussie down for about a minute, then there's the substitutions, yeah. then the ball's obviously out for throwings and corners. It's at least two. You know, well, four substitutions, weren't there? Yeah, exactly. Two hours at half time, so yeah. Yeah, two hours at half Well, you could eliminate those two. And then there was in one fact, for Shrewsbury and then Matty. Another one for them, yeah. Yeah, and then there was the, the other one for them in stoppage time. So it's like, well, that's another 30 seconds, surely. Mm. But it's like, I, I have never seen a, a single minute added when it's nil-nil. You know, n- no. Normally, we're thinking, oh, it's going to be two minutes added and it ends up being seven. You know, that's that's part and parcel of League One. But to see a single minute, it's like, it's one of them days, isn't it? It's one of them yeah. days. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's one of them. I've, I've, I've not seen it for a long time, but I was almost pleased just to get game over and done with it at that point. Just let's just get out yeah. of the point because, yeah, as, I say, as the saying goes, if you're not going to win, don't lose, and that's what we did. Yeah, um, yeah, well, thoughts on the ref, Mick. I'm going to upset you some ref news for next middle for the Papa John's in a minute, but um, thoughts on the ref on Tuesday? <laughs> yeah, I thought it had a good game, yeah. thought it had a good game. I, thought, I don't think there was anything contentious about any of the decisions that he made, really. Uh, let the game flow. Now, nah, quite impressed with him, no issues with him at all whatsoever. Uh, we need to clip some of these where we've praised the referee. Uh, so we can listen, does it? Counterbalance the ones where we slate them, but um, be ah, fine, many hour. No. you to lose. <laughs> we'll be a fine many hours. Well, it doesn't seem to be. <laughs> no. Um, yeah, Power Mad, man of the match for him was the referee because he was happy he blew his whistle. Yeah. 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 Um, the have already announced the referees to the Papa John's Trophy game. Um Bobby Madley is the referee for the hot. Oh game. no! <laughs> oh no! Oh god! Oh. <laughs> uh, we'll preview that next week. But I thought I'd upset you all with, uh, oh, with Bobby Madley. We need to add alcohol to be root beer now. You. We're in the week right there. <laughs> we can start practicing uh, his song, can't we? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Shelley IOC 86, we missed Dan on Tuesday midfield. We seem to be a totally different team without him. Yeah, a little bit of a concern that we are so reliant on him, but it was only one game. If he got injured for five games, I think we'd probably work out something a bit more concrete around him not being there. Uh, and if it's if, if he's been pulled out because his partner's going to labour, it would have been a last-minute thing as well, wouldn't it? He's not going to got pulled out Sunday night and they've had a full day's training without him. They would have planned to have him in and got to bear that in mind as well a little bit, I suppose. Not, not only you got the illnesses, you've got lost. I assume it's a last-minute um, thing there as well. Liam McGarry personally thought 2-2 looked sharp and was a, pos- was a positive performance. He thought the midfield looked, struggled for the most part. Yeah, I think we're great. I mentioned this the other day, uh, Lewis. I think we are seeing for two, from two to it is gradually and gradually improving. The one thing that I found frustrating, what I think I saw, I saw Woody get frustrated. He nashed a tackle or two, mm. um, and he's got to learn to not. He can't. He can't be doing that, especially in, the, in our team. You can't be doing that. You just get, got to get stuck in. Take, yeah. take the hit. Playing play alongside Woody, he's not going to allow that, is he? <laughs> much longer. Uh, but yeah, I thought in in flashes, I thought he really good. Some nice mm. turns and on the. Attacking down left hand side, but some of the crosses were a bit off and that. But I thought there's definitely a good, great player there. You can see why Forrest like liked him earlier this season because there's definitely a quality player there. Mm. Like, I think what like Warren said in paper, like Danny brought up earlier, is is when he gets his fitness up. Well, Miller's fitness up, he says. I think he'll be um be a good asset to us. He might be even could be a good option next season. 
provided, mm. well, say what, if we're in the division higher, touch wood. Um, <laughs> might be a good option for us uh, with that added, added quality in that division. Mm. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. We're halfway through, so we're going to have a quick word from Manscaped. Mick, I'm going to save you this month. At uh, this time, I'm going to put Danny's old advert on so you don't. Oh, have to thank you. <laughs> See you in a minute, guys. This video is sponsored by Manscaped. Manscaped are the best at below the waist grooming. Over 4 million lads and lasses use Manscaped worldwide, including yours truly. Now, Manscaped have given me an early look see at their latest trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0, and I tell you what, it is some quality stuff. They've also given me a look-see at the ball deodorant and the ball toner, which you use for your... Use code NYT for 20% off and free shipping at the checkout when you visit manscaped.com. Now, back to your regularly scheduled programme. Thank you very much, Danny. Do you feel a bit do you feel less stressed now, Mick, when you're, when you're not on that advert? Uh, I, it, my internet went out, believe it or not, so I didn't even see it. Should I play again? <laughs> no, no, you're right. Yeah. Sorry, I had my, uh, my beard then. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's not much more to cover in that game. I think we've covered just about everything. Is there anything else, any topics or, or performances that are worth mentioning? I suppose we should get a bit, a bit of credit to Shrewsbury because they properly took the game to us and then I know the top of the league it's almost a free hit, but you've still got to get credit for Danny for because not many teams have put us under that under the cost this season like that. No, they haven't. I think probably the last team to do it really effectively was Fleetwood when they beat us four mm. two. Because I mean we weren't really under the cost when we lost to Accrington or Fleetwood at their place. No. Um same with Wigan, really. Um and with Chef Wednesday. So I think that forty five minutes under the cost from Shrewsbury it's probably woken up the squad a little bit and like don't be complacent with it because teams that you don't expect to trouble you in terms of league position can trouble you really, really effectively. And I think they were happy for full time. Like I went on about <clears throat> it only being a minute added, but I'm sure they were happy just to see one. It's like, right, we can get this done and then go home. Um but one thing I will say from the from the Shrewsbury game, even though the game itself wasn't the classic, the away day itself were amazing, absolutely amazing. <clears throat> if you watch the vlog, you know what I'm on about on the way down. Um, and young Nevea, who we had, who we've had on the podcast before, tell you what, she's got a mouth like venom on her. Good lord! <laughs> so much stuff you're coming out with on that terrace isn't worth repeating. But it, <laughs> it, it was funny. Proper football fan is Nevea. <laughs> That's what we like to hear. Um, yeah, there's not much more to cover, really. A Dauphin, Mick. No, we saw a Dauphin. I thought it was solid, but again, I mean, it was part of the midfield that got lost in the game. So yeah. It's a bit, a bit of a shame, really, that. Yeah, they were pretty anonymous, weren't they? They were pretty anonymous, to be fair. Uh, as Like you said, as was the midfield as a whole, really. So let's move on. I mean, we, we just move on, don't we? we? We've not lost. We're still 10 unbeaten or whatever. So we'll move on to the next game now. Um, yeah. Hopefully the players will be feeling a little bit better than the ones that were badly. Um, we'll train well over the next couple of days. Without a doubt, they will train well. Um, yeah. You know, so we'll move on. Big game Saturday. Yeah. Uh, Liam McGarrymer does mention that thunder shot from the left back deserved, deserved to go in. Uh, yeah, he did deserve to go in, absolutely. And Scott Grunder with a, with a um, I'm not sure what I'd say this, the pies were great. Dare I say it better than Pucker? 
don't think you're allowed to say that in Rotherham. Ooh. Oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you won't be getting Pitch served on Saturday, Scott. <laughs> Pitch fucking torch time. <laughs> <laughs> um, before we move on to the McDonald's game, we got a quick question from Paul Barnfield. We like to put these random questions in every so often. We've been thinking for a while, who do you think our player of the season has been so far? He can't choose, as I believe everyone has played. Um, played well so far this season. Good question, as you can tell by everybody else going as I ask the question. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nick, I can see you're still thinking. Um, oh, Danny, yeah, I'll start with you. Um, based on current form <clears throat> at the minute, I'd have to go with Josh Vickers. Uh, but in terms of seasonal form, where they've not really had a bad game and they've been consistent every week, is probably Barlasser. When he's played, he's been consistent all the time. And it's just been the opposition that stopped him having his distribution. So I'll say Barlasser for the season, but based on what the run we're on at the minute, I'd say Vickers. Yeah, I, I think Barlasser for the season so far. Um, but it was strange, but he didn't play much at first month, did he? Uh, it took him a little while mm. to get back in. Uh, Danny, uh, I've already asked you, Danny. So I'll ask somebody else. Uh, Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, we could pick for like one of about 15 players, so it's, no. it's, a, it's a tough one. Uh, I think I'll go Smith personally. Ballet's, mm. Ballet's is a great shout, but I think Smith is not, not only his goal scoring, but his overall game has just been as he has been for the last three, mm. four, three, four years. He's been with us now. It's um, mm. he's just been sensational all year. I thought mm. he were, I thought last season he topped it, but that, this season has just been even even better. If anything, his finishing finishing steps up a level. An overall game has just been top notch. Yeah, actually, I think I said I said Woody when I spoke to Radio other week, so I've changed my mind. But Woody's a great shout because he's been faultless. Mickey's been brilliant. Mick, difficult to look past Dan Barlasser, isn't it? Um, very difficult for me, but and Smithy for that matter. Mm. But we've conceded nineteen goals this season, you know, and, which is just ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous, and five away from home. So you would have to say, just based on that alone, that somebody within that back line somewhere is, is the standout player, or, or well, they, I don't know, Woody. I'll go, for, I'll go for Woody, just on the basis that it's different to what everybody else has said, and I'm looking. You like to be different. Yeah, well, just a bit, a bit, a bit of variety, you know. But pick anyone out of that back four, five, six, you know. Four. Uh, it's a five, isn't it? It's a six if you if you count goalkeeper. So, Woody, Icky, Wes Harding, all been immense, absolutely immense. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll I'll stick with Woody just for sentiment's sake. Yeah. Okay, I like your style. Right, let's move forward. Look ahead to MK Dons at the weekend, which is comfortably the biggest game of the season. Win and although not mathematically. If we beat MK Dons, it would take uh, a disaster for us not to be promoted. Winning, winning, we're up. That is how I see it, and I guess a lot of people see it. Um, and yeah, it's a big, big, big game. They've started learning how to win games, not in the fancy pretty way. I was speaking to somebody from the MK Dons podcast last night, and it sort of put a shiver down my spine, Dan Lewis, when he said, "Oh, we've learned how to win ugly." No, we didn't want that. I want pretty MK Dons to come over so we can press them to death. I don't need. I don't need to hear them playing playing more pragmatic. No, no, that's our that's our thing, isn't it? Really, 
but yeah, so it's definitely uh, it's definitely our biggest game of the season. But I, I consider it a bigger game for them definitely because if they mm. lose, uh, they can obviously they're in a better position to catch Wigan than us. But if we win, I think it's thirteen points the gap between us mm. and them yeah. with ten games left, which is basically five wins the gap. Well, five well five more wins for them than us, mm. which is. Given how we've played all season, you, you are, it'd be hard to see it being turned around um, mm. like that. But yeah, it's a, it's a massive, got massive opportunity for us. That's the thing. Mm. Yeah, no, absolutely. If if uh, if we win, obviously it's thirty points clear. If they lose and Wigan win, that'll be ten points adrift of second place with ten games left. Uh, mm. They're probably not even targeting us to be honest. With you. Yeah, but they might be if they win. Um, for me, Danny, it's if we don't lose. We're in a great position. Ten points with ten games left. I know Wigan will probably catch us a little bit uh, if we don't win, but let's just not lose. I know players won't go into it, but let's just not lose. Yeah, that's I think that's mindset to set as your benchmark, isn't it? Just don't lose. Um, I think I, I I don't know. A lot of people said that with um, with the MK Dons game, if we beat MK Dons, we are effectively up. And yeah. Because the gap has really opened up with very little of the season left now. Um, but I think our target is just keep that two points per game hmm. um, ideology and we'll be a okay, I reckon. I mean, we've got 76 from 35 so far this season. Now, we are at the time where the last season in League One was stopped because of COVID. Hmm. And after 35 games, we had 62 points last time <laughs> so this season we are miles better but it's yeah. keeping that consistency for the last 11 games and by the yeah. way we need 24 points from the last 11 to get 100 which <laughs> you know it's doable, yeah. doable. Well, we only need 16 points to to break our club record points total. I think the record that makes 91 which was mm. Ronnie Moore's uh, Ronnie Moore's team in the division 2 promotion winning season so when we're getting close to making loads of records, I think there's a good good chance the clean sheet record will go. I think that's twenty one or twenty two. I'll, I'll need to double check that for the next episode. Um, um, it might, I think it's twenty five. It might I be a bit higher than that. I think I think it's, yeah. it's twenty five over the course of a season, but it might be twenty three in the league again. We'll have to double check. Yeah. But we'll, we'll say we've got twenty this season. That's <laughs> insane. It is. It's brilliant. Um, the last time we beat MK Dons at home, the only time we beat MK Dons at home was in 2017 with semi-giant Will Volks with a 2-1 win in December 2017. A funny little stat for every 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 time that Rotherham and MK Dons have been in the same league, one of them has been promoted or relegated <laughs> every single season. Um, and that's going to play out again. Either us or MK Dons are going to go up this season. It's going to play out again. Um, I love stupid stats like that. But it's you know it's out there. Um, and referee Mark Edwards, he refereed us against Sheffield Wednesday at home, and he gave us the penalty, which wasn't a penalty because it was outside the box. Uh, so I don't know if that's a good thing or I would, or a worry that he might do the same thing, but the other way around this time. Um, to start. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Liam McGarry, what for Saturday? What's our strongest defence, including wingbacks, to play? Um, big question this Lewis because well first of all we don't know who's fit and one has already mentioned there's one player out let's let's go let's pretend everybody's in everybody's injury free because they all play well on Tuesday night I know we changed it around but the defence did all right so 
can Angus play a game? Can Woody play again? What, what would you do? I'd, I'd switch the four uh, wing backs. I think I'd bring uh, Og Benny and Fergie back in hmm. to give us that. I think we're. I like uh, two two going forward. But I think that's that's our best fit like choice at the wing backs with Miller being out. Um, I can't see him playing McDonald's again. Personally, after playing most of the game on on Tuesday night, I can see him dropping out. Um, can Woody play again? I don't know. Playing Tuesday Saturday, um, I don't know. It's a tough one. <laughs> Pick any, they'll be they'll be all right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, Icky'll be in though, Danny. Unless that, unless Icky's the one that's picked up this illness, Icky'll be in there. Mm. One, he's he's the surefire one in here, really. Yeah, I think so. I think, um, well, the general consensus is that it might be Ferguson who's picked up the injury. Um, not the injury, the illness, sorry. Um, <clears throat> but again, 2-2 coming in, it's not end at world. Um, and depend. I think it's more dependent on who's, um, who can play more minutes, Rathbun and Wales, I mm. think. Because I think one will be on the bench for Saturday. So we'll probably see Lindsay again. Um, but for me, I'd say the strongest back line, if you like, we could go for is uh, Vickers, obviously. Um, Harding, Wood, Icky, Ogbeni and probably Tutu. I mean, that sounds really strong again, doesn't yeah. it? Um, but for the MK, for the, as we like to call it, the McDonald's game, our main threat is disrupting their passing. If we can press them and disrupt their passing, because they are a passing-based team, I think... They have the height, yeah. They have the most accurate passes per match at about 402 per game. And that's accurate passes, not total passes. Mm. Um, so if we disrupt that and <clears throat> use our leading stat of possession winning the final thirds, we can hurt MK Dons quite easily. However, we need to watch out for their possession, passing it round our back line and their shots on target. But with the form Vickers is in, that should be okay, fingers crossed. Um, Famous last words. Yeah, yeah, that's why I said fingers crossed at the end, because it's like, oh, if I finish that sentence without it, I'll jinx it. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, it'll be a very, very good game. This, um, there weren't many goals in it, I don't think, because, um, you know, our front line hasn't really been banging them in completely, and MK Dons will just try and pass it round and probably just try and pop one in. I think I don't think they'll come out and try and batter us. I think they'll go, Ray, let's get one and then just knock it round and disrupt it. Mm. Possibly. Um, they've got Scott Twine, who is their key man, not not necessarily a striker, but he's got 14 goals and nine assists, which is incredible stats for the season. Um, but they're not they're not a one-man team. They are they are a good team. So it's gonna be a test, it's gonna be a tough test. I suspect. We will think they're better than Wigan, if that sort of makes sense, Mick. They, they're going to look better than, Wig, than Wigan did. Um, and if we let them play their game, they'll end up being the best team we've seen this season. We've, like Danny said, we've got to make sure they do not get any rhythm in anywhere on the pitch. Whether they want to pass or do anything else, we've got to stop that rhythm. I think I think you can be sure of one thing, and that's we will stop that rhythm, no matter what. You know, Because that, that's, that's what we do. Uh, that's what that midfield is good at. Um, uh, particularly Oli Rathbone and, and then Ben Wiles in there and Dan Barlasser as well to, to be fair because he does his fair share of oh, of, yeah. um, of getting stuck in so um, yeah I mean for me I, I just I do hope that they come up and start trying to play football that would be an absolute gift for us for me 
whilst I accept that they're they're accurate in the past and you know they they they, they like to play that style of football. It's a style of football that we like to play against, um, and we benefit from playing against that sort of style rather than the Wigan slash Wickham throw yourself on floor and stay there for twenty minutes style, if you want to call it a style. Um, so we'll see. It's going to be a tough game, but I, I mean. The question is, I mean, I've not looked at the league table, but do they want to come here and not lose? Is that going to be another one of their considerations? Rather than actually going all out for that three points, do they just want to not lose? Um, you know, and cement that playoff place, cement that fourth place, uh, th- uh, third place, sorry. Um, I don't know. I don't know. It's it's difficult, isn't it? But um, I, I think we will go as strong as he possibly can on Saturday. I think I think he absolutely will. I think we'll have Vickers in goal. I think we'll have Icky, Woody, and Harding uh, as, as that central three. Chia will be out on the right, and then it just depends if Fergie's fit. Fergie will play. Mm. Um, two two looks a prospect, but defensively he's just not he's not in the rhythm United wing back style at the moment. Um, yeah, yeah. It's a real strain for him. It's, he's finding it really difficult getting back there and, and getting involved. Uh, in, in his defensive duties, so that that is a little bit of a worry for me um, for for Saturday. Not necessarily overall, but uh, so I would hope that Fergie's fit, and if he is, he'll be he'll be in there. Um, and and I think you'll get Wilds, Barlasser, and Rathbone in midfield, Smithy and Freddie up front. I think he'll go as strong as he possibly can um, because it is important. It is an important game. I, I I just wonder whether Warney will be looking at it the same way as we are. Uh, of it being the biggest game of the season, you know, I don't know. Mm. I don't know whether it will or not, or whether the team will, because we've got another ten games after this. Mm. You know, we've got another thirty points available to us, even if we lose. Um, it, it, it depends on what looking at. If they're looking at title, then every game, every every game is as big yeah. as the next, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it is. All, all, all you're saying is MK Dons are obviously a better team than Shrewsbury because the league still tells you we are. But you can't ignore that. The fact that they are in third third place, mm. you can't ignore that because the first step to getting promoted and winning the title is to make sure that you're mathematically safe getting promoted. Then you can concentrate on the title. So, yeah. you know, building that gap um, between us and third position is is probably more important than anything else at the moment uh, mm. because it's the first step along the way to to winning the championship, isn't it? Winning the title. Yeah, yeah it is. Um, with strikers, uh, Mick thinks we're going to go Smithy and Freddie. They look tired towards the end of the game, though, Lewis, is all I'm thinking. Uh, we, we think that Georgia Kelly is probably not 100% ready. I think that Papa John's maybe his chance. Um, but there is an argument to bring JJ in because although Freddie was good, and not, not saying either of them were bad, but they did both look quite tired certainly towards the end of the game. So it might be time for a change up top. Yeah, perhaps, perhaps. I think you'll stick with him for at least the first half and see how like Fred is Freddie Mainly is doing. I think he's warranted his place and up until uh Tuesday Tuesday night. Um I think both both him and Smith were, were a bit off the games that they weren't at the best. They weren't they weren't helped by supporting midfielders or anything, but they weren't they weren't at the best. Um, but I'd, I'd stick with him for this game. I think they've uh, more than deserved the place from previous previous weeks. I think it's it's not a slight on Coyote, it's just for the form of Freddie and Smith from previous weeks. And with yeah. Kelly, I think I think you're right. I think we'll come in for the Peace Trophy game. I think 
But Warren, I think Warren said he's not quite up to speed. I think he's finding it tougher than he expected, I think, were the quotes he used. Um, <laughs> so the Peter Trophy, which is a very Rotherham, <laughs> coming to the Rotherham side thing to say, isn't it, really? <laughs> um, yeah. But, yeah, I think uh, I feel for JJ. He's not done anything wrong. He's been in good form himself. He's just been out, out outed by um, Smithy and Freddie themselves. Yeah. No, absolutely. Um, John S. Kelly wasn't even the reserves uh, and the reserves midweek. Yeah, because one is trying to keep him in the squad. He's trying mm. to keep him as part of it, although he's not playing. So I think the same with Bowler. Uh, they just, just they want to keep everybody together and keep it, make it feel like a, a team, basically. Um, and all it takes is for Smith, Freddie, or JJ to get injured at warm up, and George Kelly, George Kelly finds himself on bench and with a chance to shine. Um, so yeah. That's uh, that's the reason for that. Um, so we got Donna with asking we can win her another street sign. She's given us another <laughs> chance. She made it easier. Where we don't have to give minutes this time. I mean, last on last episode, I went three nil. Danny went one nil. Mick went two nil. And I think Ben got in on action on Twitter and said two one. Um, I was closest then. So, <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. I don't think close is going to get you a sign though, unfortunately. No. Um, so let's go through some score predictions now. I'm sure Ben will let us know when he can be bothered. Um, <laughs> Mick, I'll start with you. Uh, we're gonna another clean sheet for us, another clean sheet. Um, I'm going 2 0 Millers, 2 0, 2 0. Okay, I like your style. Uh, Danny. Yeah, I'm inclined to agree, actually. Um, I think we've set the precedent for how we want our defence to be and we want <clears throat> as many clean sheets as possible, to be honest. Um, and we could potentially overload MK Dons with the press if, the, obviously, the players are fit enough and they've got the engine in them. So, yeah, I could see a 2-0. I don't think we'll completely demolish him like we did at their place, but I think a steady 2-0. I can see that. Mm. Like it. I'm gonna go a very cagey one one. I think we're gonna see a similar caginess to the Wigan game. I think we'll see a better game, but I think it'll be a similar caginess um than was that one. Uh Lewis. My guess would have been two and nil, but to change up a bit, I'll say three nil. Be a bit more Ooh, I like it. with a clean sheet thinking, but we'll we'll get get another goal. <laughs> I like everybody's I like it. Everybody's gone very positive. Abby Kelwick two one, Christopher Nichols three nil. Steve Gunder agrees with me, 1-1. One, one. John S, 0-0. Nil, nil. Jamie thinks it's going to be a repeat of the Sunderland game, 5-1. <laughs> like it, Jamie. I mean, I mean if, it's it, if it is, I'm on, I'm on Lash afterwards. Good grief. <laughs> <laughs> um, let me go to 4-0. Um, Reese Kellogg, 2-0 two, two to Miller's. He's given us a minute. He's 24 minute, 24th minute with Smithy. S64, Miller, 2-0. Power Mad, 1-0. And... S64 thinks it's going to be a smudge screamer. Is you a screamer? Last time we got a screamer, we'll make it a yeah, more it is, one, yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so he is due one. Uh, Donna asks, how many fans are they bringing? I wouldn't have thought very many. Uh, half a dozen. If it's 1,500, I'll be <laughs> half a dozen. I'd assume we're around 1,500. If it's 1,500, that's probably quite good for their following, to be honest with you. So it might, it might not even be that big. They're below average away attenders, aren't they? MK Dons. They'll be scared of um, all those people around them in such close proximity. They'll not be used to it in a football ground, will they? <laughs> <laughs> I've not been able to have five seats all around them. Yeah, exactly. 
<laughs> we had padding on as well. We had padding, I know. Yeah. Slumming it. Yeah. Um, uh, Shell Stone, did they say 400 on their podcast? That may be right. There you go. Wait, Cheryl, well, you were on it, man. Thank you very much, Cheryl. <laughs> I mean, I spoke, I, think I spoke to him and they just edited it in. You know how we do this and we don't do any editing? They edit it. They put everything. Oh, they're a bit too professional, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, so, yeah, not many. But it doesn't matter, does it? And, yeah. um, there we go. I think... look on their website, they've got an allocation of 1,200 total uh, with no sales on the day. So they've got Friday... To get the tip, get the tickets in, and then that's it. So I can't see it being that many, to be honest. No, yeah, that's a traffic. It might not be a thousand, um, mm. but it'll be a good atmosphere anyway. It's one of those yeah. games where, when we know it's a big game, the atmosphere tends to go up a couple of notches, um, and with the excitement <laughs> building to the pizza trophy game midweek as well. Fever pitch, it's going to be. Mm. <laughs> Running uh, all things about that game, won't he? Yeah. Did, anybody, did anybody go and have the picture taken with the trophy? Oh, uh, Papa John's on Tuesday? Tuesday? No. Wednesday? No. No. I've seen the trophy before at the Football Museum. <laughs> yeah. They had it on as like a, a thing with the EFL Cup as well. Uh, so I've uh, touched the EFL Cup more times than out of the pool, have. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if there's a Hartlepool podcast and you're listening, you want to clip that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so there we go. I think we've covered just about everything, and we always do that. We're doing it again in good time. So, thank you all for joining in, getting involved. We will be back on Sunday evening to look back at the big game and look ahead to the pizza trophy. Because it's semi final, we might do a bit more research than we have done in previous Papa John's games, although we might not. Um, <laughs> as I mentioned at the start, if you can give anything out, it's on our Twitter page now for the Ukraine Red Cross appeal. Um, if you can give anything brilliant, if not, just give it a share if you can. Um, we'll see what we can raise. And I'm trying to convince Mick, I'm going to let you all know. I'm trying to convince Mick, and the end, when Sunderland game gets postponed, because it's going to get postponed, isn't it? I think we all agree when the international break is going to kill that. I'm trying to convince Mick for, for us to do an all day podcast, a 12 hour podcast, at least 12 hour podcast from morning to night. Danny and Lewis and everybody else will be involved. Uh, pleasure to join us. It's in the works. I'm not guaranteeing it, but that's my, at the minute, that's what I'm looking That's what we're looking at to raise some money. Um, Mickey, Mickey anyway. <laughs> How am I going to moan for 12 full hours? As long as, as, long as I can drink, I'm fine. I like exactly. being at work. There you go. There you go. There you go. Um, but keep an eye out for that. We've got the watch along next week for the Wednesday for the game on Wednesday, Hartlepool as well. Um, Donna London also mentions this, this is great. They heard two gaming launching on Saturday with all well, I mean, like, girls, young teams coming to the game. Yeah, because the last time when Rotherham were going to launch their support with her game, I think it got cancelled. I think it was a Lincoln game, and the game got postponed. Mm. Um, so they're pushing again. I think it's International Women's Day as well. So I think that's again a great cause to all support, which we should all support and do all support. Um, yeah, thank you everybody. Um, we will be back on Sunday. I've done that. If you haven't subscribed already, please do subscribe <laughs> to the YouTube channel uh, and iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get us. Please do get involved. Louis, pleasure to have you with us again, mate, and we'll have you back on again soon. Yeah, definitely. Thanks for having me on again, Taps. Danny, what have you been drinking tonight, Danny? Um, it's not been alcoholic, I promise. I've been drinking root like beer. whiskey. Uh, no, nah, it's been drinking root beer. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, pleasure anyway. If you haven't watched it already, go watch Danny's vlog uh, from Shrewsbury as well. 
Yeah, it's um, not the best entertainment-wise in terms of goals, <laughs> but on the bus it's really entertaining. Will Daniels plays an absolute blinder with one of the guys on the bus, and it's, it it's really funny. It <laughs> he definitely does love it. Uh, Mick, uh, Andy Hunt wants to know when we do a compilation of Mick's rants. Uh, I'm working on it. I'm working on where's, where's this rumour come from that I'm rant, I rant all the time? Well, I don't know if you know this. We record these episodes so people can watch them and listen back to them. All oh, right. If you want to, you'll find out you do rant. Well, I thought this was just like a Zoom call. <laughs> it's like a Zoom call. But it's really, you told me you know. up every Thursday and Sunday just had a Zoom call talking yeah. about football. <laughs> anyway. I don't even know two blokes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's been a pleasure, everybody. Thank you all, and we'll see you next time. Enjoy Saturday. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.